Hello and welcome to the Encounter Mercy Podcast. I'm your host, Vince Dragone, and I have with me Father Andy Boyd, A.J. Gedney, uh, Brother Barnabas, and Jesse Spanigal from St. Jude Parish. Uh, it's an honor to have all of you guys on with us for Advent, and just going to throw this out here. Um, we had some serious technical difficulties the first time we tried to record this, and we lost the first 10 minutes of the whole entire podcast, which is a real shame uh, because we had some pretty cool content in there um, and that we can't reproduce because we don't have the same people with us anymore. Um, But um, we have a new guest, Jesse, who I just introduced, and uh, he's not on with us right now, but he will be in the next couple of minutes here um, as the first take of the podcast. Um, But he's going to be on uh, in in future episodes as well. So you'll get to, to get to know him. But so Advent. Advent is a little bit different this year, just like everything else is different this year with the pandemic. With Advent, we're always waiting in hope for the coming of Jesus Christ. Uh, this year, I think we're doing a lot of things differently in the sense that we are waiting for in hope for a lot of uh, other things to happen. We're waiting in hope that we can attend sporting events. We're waiting in hope that we can visit loved ones in hospitals and nursing homes and other people who had to stay home during the pandemic. Uh, we're waiting in hope to be able to go to church gatherings and be close again, um, not having to ha- sit two pews apart or three pews apart or whatever it may be. Um, but when on this pandemic ends and we get all of these things, if we're not, we're still going to be longing for something. And that thing is our Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, and, and He is our hope. And without Him, we fall into desperation. So what do you guys think about that? So Brother Barnabas and I had a class this past semester uh, called Ecclesiology, where it just talks about uh, who the church is, what she is, um, and how we participate in her. And we looked at a document uh, that was promulgated in World War II by Pope Pius XII, and it was called the like, Mystical Body of Christ. And he promulgated it then because there was an immense amount of suffering. The world was suffering, the church was suffering, and he acknowledged that we have this church on earth. But then also there's this mystical church in heaven, this mysterious church, this church to be revealed, you know, the one that contains our loved ones, the angels and the saints. And so I'm thinking, I've been thinking a lot this Advent about how it's true that the church right now on earth is suffering. You know, we can't go to mass that we want to. We can't celebrate the sacraments like we want to. We can't celebrate these solemnities like Easter and Christmas like we want to. But the church herself, she points to this greater reality. Um, and I think that's that comes through in Advent too, because we look for this second coming of Christ when he's gonna uh, when he's gonna bring this whole church together in heaven, um, and when he relieves and gives meaning to all the suffering that we're going through here on earth. And now I'm gonna try to cut in where uh, the recording actually started uh, when we had technical difficulties, Zoom meetings and conversations and whatever, but um. Yeah, I think that Advent for me is a real recognition of like, man, am I going to allow the things that I carry around in my heart to lead me to buy into the despair that sometimes comes along in life? Or am I able to uh, grow closer to the Lord this Advent and um, trust that he, he, He's going to provide a way, not only with COVID, but with you know all the ways that we, all the things we have that were going on that aren't in the news, you know, but still problems for us. So 
these are my feelings. Yeah, Brother mm -hmm. Barnabas, it sounds like um, I was reminded at the beginning of quarantine, people were making the joke like, I gave mm -hmm. up some things for Lent, but I didn't want to give up this much. But maybe like COVID, it was a part of your Lent. So it sounds like what you're saying is what we're going through now, it isn't an excuse to set aside Advent like, oh, I'll do it good next year. No, like this is Advent. Like this is what God wants for your Advent this year. Yeah. And, you know, we do have, so at the monastery, just like anywhere else, but particularly as monks, we basically live on tradition, you know, like this is what we do. Every Like even when the monastery was burning down in uh, 1962 or whatever it was, uh, half the monks were fighting the fire, half the monks were in choir praying because that's what we do is we gather and we pray. So, you know, we're still doing as much as what we normally do for Christmas but or for advent and christmas but there's some things that are different where we gather or some guys like well where are we going to put this or that or whatever and uh i don't know there's some kind of tension between holding tradition but also remembering when traditions are kind of compromised a little bit well, what's the point of this in the first place and it's about relationship with our lord and with each other particularly at this time jesse what about you what do you doing for Advent this year? How is this affecting what you're, how's the pandemic affecting how you guys are uh, observing it? Um, you know, you guys, uh, very insightful stuff. I, um, I see a restlessness. Um, you know, people, you talk about waiting. I think people are very anxious right now. Um, you know, my youth, you know, they, I get, uh, they, they get over, stimulated by um, Zoom meetings. And um, th th I think you know, Brother Bronobus talked about a poverty of relationship. And I think we're learning how to communicate again on a new level. And that's hard. That's hard when we, when we base our life on go, 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 go. I'm defined by all these activities or all this stuff. And all of a sudden, everything comes to a stop. And in theory, that's what Advent's supposed to slow us down. Um, but COVID has stopped everything. And this is, it's, you know, I want to turn that anxiousness into anticipation. And I think for us to find that, find that rhythm of what it really means. I, I like what Brother Bonavis said about um, why do we do what we do? And I think that's important for us here in the season of Advent. Try something new. Um, you know, um, find, one of the things I do every year is I try a new prayer during Advent. So at Lent, kind of, I do I get back into the liturgy of the hours, go to Mass as much as I can um, during the week, and during Advent I always try a new prayer. So like one year, uh, I did these sacrifice beads. Um, there were ten beads they moved um, on a on a chain, and every time you did something for somebody. Uh, with no expectation back to you, no no knowledge of them, you doing something selfless. You would move one of those beads, and it really made me aware how much of my actions, how much of my self was giving, and there was always kind of a benefit back to me. Um, it made me really self-aware. So I try new types of prayers. Uh, this year, my wife and I were doing a couple's Advent prayer. Um, this really brought us together. So, like I said, I, I like to try to find something new, get back to that season of anticipation. Like, 
we're we're waiting for of course Christ to come back um, and not turn that into the anxiousness that the the, the world wants us to, to have. So so very true. Just listening to all these different thoughts on it, and uh, I really agree with um, Jesse about how brother you were saying um, trying to maintain the traditions that we have but now having to realize like what traditions are really the most important and, and trying to keep those things in balance because of the fact that people are being overstimulated, that everyone is just constantly on the move. You know, I, I had said, I think it was either, well, it wasn't in this podcast. It was another podcast, but uh, talking about the fact that um, th this time of pandemic should have provided for us um, an opportunity to take a step back and really evaluate not only our daily lives, but our prayer lives and things like that. And, you know, Vince and I, we were talking about at the beginning of pandemic, how we were going to change our prayer life or, um, and everything was going to be so much better. And yet it, it didn't. And so now as we enter into, and are still entering into this time of Advent and this time of preparation, you know, it, this is truly an opportunity for us to, um, make true to our promise, not only to ourselves, but to God, that we want to enter into that um, new relationship and that uh, greater understanding of his mystery in our lives, uh, you know, in a, in a very real way, other than just almost a forced because of pandemic, but because it is a part of now a sacramental sort of understanding of growing in our faith during this season. Yeah. And I can tell you what, uh, you know, when you said that, you know, when, when we first, when the pandemic first hit and we said, yeah, we're, this is going to, this is going to be awesome for our prayer lives. This is going to be great. And then six months later, I think we did an update video where we're, or an update podcast where we're like, yeah, I, I don't know about you, but I'm, I just wasn't feeling that. And I felt like I was going the opposite way. Um, but since then, I have to say that uh, the longer this drags on, uh, and whether this is God's doing or not, the longer this drags on, the more I feel like um, now I'm coming, I'm, my prayer life is growing again, more than it ever has been in the past. And I don't know if that's just because I'm just so worn down or it's through God's grace, whatever it may be. Um, you know, I'm trying to take this Advent and really um, uh, do as much as I can in my, pr in my prayer life for myself and for my kids who, um, you know, I have a, <clears throat> a two-year-old and a four-year-old, and we've always prayed before dinner, and we've always tried to pray before bed, um, but they're just simple prayers. Thank you, God, for this. Thank you, God, for our food uh, and all these things. Um, this, especially the, this Advent, I've really started with my daughter, my four-year-old, uh, to pray the rosary, just to do something different that we ha never have before, and I feel like she's of age where she can now, we only get to two Hail Marys at a time before she's she's done, but that's way more than we've ever had in the past. Um, and even my two-year-old son will sit there and, um, and and try to say the words, and it's really cute to watch, but it's something I'm trying to do with the kids um, that's, that's different than ever before. Uh, so that's kind of where we are. I mean, besides that, it's just normal, uh, you know, with two young children and a, and a third one on the way, just a little hectic in this house right now. Uh, this is the first year with Elf on the Shelf, and I'm not sure I'm a fan of it whatsoever. Uh, <laughs> the thing always sounded kind of creepy, dude. It is totally creepy. <laughs> I only found out what that was like a month, like a, a year ago. Like, What's Elf on the Shelf? Yeah, we had him reading the Bible yesterday. So, you know, I heard about um, 
a Catholic version of that, but it's something about Mary. Mary. Yeah. Yeah. For, which is Mary, not Mary on the shelf. It's Mary and. Uh, for, There's Pope on a rope. There's yeah, Pope on a rope. Saw that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, CNA had the Mary on something today, or I think it was. That's what I thought. Yeah, I saw that on social media somewhere. That. Yeah. So, well, I, okay, as we're talking, um, you know, it seems like a big theme right now in Advent that we could capitalize on is simply, well, man. Uh, this is not how this is supposed to be, right? And when are we going to get to how it's supposed to be? And that that is a theme for us all the time, you know, but we all share it at least right now in some way. But meanwhile, we read the gospel and we hear about the nativity story and what's it basically saying? This is not how it was supposed to go, but this is how it's going. <laughs> And uh, perhaps during Lent, we're really focused on what can I do right now? But maybe during Advent, we could just simply be focused on uh, how can I surrender more to what's going on in my life, right? That the Lord in his permissive will is allowing certain things to happen that we don't just give up, but that we, um, we turn towards surrender rather than cynicism. You know, we turn toward acceptance rather than pessimism um, or negativity and be like, man, even the relationships in my life are like, oh, you know, this is one thing that's cool. I'll stop talking after I say this. Uh, Father Boniface, one of our, our priests here, he, uh, he once told me, he said in his in spiritual direction, he says that um, his idolatry test, I think I've said this in the podcast before, his idolatry test, not adultery, but idolatry, like worshiping idols, is if someone says this, everything would be fine if blank, right? Everything would be fine if my brother would just leave me alone and see how, you know, everything would be fine if I just got this job. Everything would be fine if this, you know, girl just finally texted me. But whatever it is, we make idols out of our own ideas, right? Rather than on... Well, man, maybe everything can be fine right now if you just let the Lord do whatever he's doing. I fall into that. Easier said than done. I fall into it we're every day. You and I both. And it's so easy to fall into. But that's so true. Is, is being aware now to the fact that, yes, this is not what it's supposed to be, but allowing Christ in anyway. That That is so true. It's such an easy takeaway message. You know, it's so easy. We can all sit here. I think the five of us and anybody that's listening can say, yeah, absolutely. 100%. It's the putting that into action every day. That that's the difficult part. Yeah. Well, and, and maybe, uh, okay. I'm very practically minded actually in, in the seminary. Uh, I got this evaluation recently that says that I need to become more speculative and theoretical in my thoughts and what theology because I asked, I, I, I'm too practical, I guess. But then it, it asked me to provide how I was going to practically become more speculative. So anyway, I don't know what that, they're trying to do. But so a seminary evaluation <laughs> and so hilarious. Oh, I, I don't know. Being in a parish, a, you know, as a uh, parochial vicar and working with people, 
they want the practical. They want to know, okay, Father, this is all great. Speculative theology is wonderful. Thank you for giving me a dissertation on some theological aspect that I probably am never going to need to worry about. There are some people that love that. I'm not going to say that there aren't people out there like that. And that's important that we have that understanding. But they're like, all right, get to the brass tacks here. I want to know, what do I have to do to get to heaven? But I will argue the other point when Brother Barnabas asked like eight questions in one canon law class. That one I can understand is a little too much. I would probably be like, all right, Barnabas, come on. Quiet now. Everybody wants to get out of class on time. I get a little fired up. Not that you know anything about that, Father Andy. No. But um, what I'm trying to say through this long monologue is two books I'd recommend checking out during Advent maybe. One is my favorite book on the shelf called He Leadeth Me, right? Uh, funny story, AJ actually bought me a book of He Leadeth Me because he knows that I give away every copy that I have. So I never actually have it because I love it that much. I give it away. So he got me a copy for Solemn Vows. And long story short, I let someone borrow it um, that had COVID back when we didn't know how COVID worked. So I just told her to keep it because I didn't want her COVID back. And anyway, second book, is this book by Father uh, Wilfred Stinnison titled Into Your Hands, Father. Both of them, I think, are wonderful reads by these two good authors, two holy men, on how to accept and surrender to the will of God in your daily life. He leads me into your hands, Father. Check them out. Yeah, Amazon.com. If I could uh, go off of that, to, to move from what you said, Brother Barnabas, to what something Jesse said was, you know, moving people from an anxiousness to anticipation. I think in both of those books, there's an, like an acknowledgement of a greater reality. Like things are terrible now, but guess what? This isn't it. Heaven, like that is the greater reality. So Jesse, to what you said is we can turn this like nervousness, this this anxiousness into anticipation because what is Advent? But we not only welcome like the infant Lord, but we look to his second coming when he comes and makes everything right again. Uh, so I felt like that's kind of been a theme. And I, and every Advent, I kind of think about that too, is, you know, how do these readings pull into the second coming of Christ? Um, like I think today the reading from Isaiah was, you know, on this holy mountain, you know, there'll be choice meats, and these juicy red wines, like everything will be made right. So as terrible as things are now, let's in this Advent kind of reflect on well, our faith teaches us that in the end, everything will be made right again. I like that. It's the idea of surrender, too. Um, you know, it's. I was listening to uh, some Advent uh, uh, videos today, just kind of listening to different perspectives and stuff like that. And Father Mike Schmidt, um, he talked about like a mortality uh, check during the season of Advent, like, you know, we don't know when God's going to come back, but like one day, one of, you know, we'll die. You know, you don't know when you're going to die. And Advent allows us to have that mortality check. And it takes first a surrender. Um, it, it's a slowing down, but it's also a reflection. I don't think many of us aren't stopping. Many of us aren't looking where we came from and, and none of us. <laughs> Are looking forward a lot of times, right? We're always, you know, either always looking back or just living in that present moment. I think Advent allows us to to to, to do that, um, and it's, it goes back into the spiritual life too. It's 
God has promised us um, or has in plan for us is great, great things. And we're, Advent shows us that we're not ready yet, that we need to have some patience. We need to have some discipline in our lives for us to be open to what God has in store for us. I think oftentimes uh, we forget that message with this season. So very true. So very yeah, and I think I think God is a God of surprises too, uh, Jesse. In uh, what you're saying, like man, who knows what He could have in store for us, and we might miss it if we, uh, you know, aren't aren't looking. Kind of like the gospel said this past Sunday: be alert, be watchful. Uh, and you mentioned Father Mike Smiths, Jesse. Kind of a funny story just from today. I was on a Zoom meeting uh, with a group of missionaries. Uh, from uh, St. Paul's Outreach Missionaries, and one of them um, lives in Minnesota, right? So I'm I'm on this Zoom meeting with them or whatever. They're all home for a break. This one girl, she's sitting in a coffee shop, I guess, in Minnesota, and I I give my whole spiel. We were talking about the Strength Finders, and we're going to do them together. And uh, and I'm like, all right, guys, well, thanks for having me on. You have any last questions? They say no, but um, if you want to stay on, apparently Father Mike Smith is sitting across the coffee shop from this girl uh who's on this he's gonna she we're gonna go talk to him <laughs> i'm like okay so <laughs> she walks over and there he is like hi guys how's it going you know he's sitting there like writing homilies or something in his lay clothes all of a sudden father mike smith is sitting there you know so you mentioned his name today and i'm like dude i was just on a zoom call with father mike smith's like early this afternoon god just awesome. makes you laugh in little weird ways that's funny surprise that's awesome um, one thing I too I want to bring up is just some opportunities that's come out of this. Um, like you know, Father Mike does a great job with his podcasts and his videos and stuff. And I think you know, from a church perspective, um, we've made some new opportunities. You know, uh, God is a God of surprises, and and through this, I, I just want to say I've, I've been amazed at you know we've we've been live streaming our masses trying to provide a lot more uh, content online um, for people. Um, one of the cool things I, I want to ask for prayers today for a uh, friend, Audrey. Uh, she, uh, she was this lady I met through online. She, um, we we're doing a food collection for the church and as an opportunity for Thanksgiving. And we probably wouldn't have done it last year and the years before, but with COVID we decided to do this food collection. She just reached out to me and, She's like, hey, um, I could use some food for Thanksgiving. And so we drove over her house and brought her some food. She's like, you know, I'm Catholic. Um, she's after this COVID mess. She goes, I want to come to your church. And I just, it blows my mind. Like, I would have never met her if it wasn't for all this mess. And we've been kind of talking back and forth now. And uh, hopefully... Uh, I, she's, I'm going to go back to confession and go to mass. Um, where it, that's what has been really cool through all this. You know, we talked about God as surprises. God has his plan for us through all this being open to that's I think key. Um, that's one thing that's really touched me over this time. Amen. Wow. That's great. Yeah, that's amazing. But, um, so <laughs> I, well, let's get going to wrap this up here, but I want to hear everyone's, we got a couple more weeks of Advent. So what would be like the biggest takeaway that you have for everyone listening 
on what they can do in the next, I guess, three weeks of Advent. Um, if you just had one thing, if someone said, hey, what should I do for Advent? I just want to hear your some hot takes here. We'll start with Father Andy, and then uh, we'll go from there. You know, I think the biggest thing for me is, because um, often we're counting down days, we're counting down things in our lives. There's only so many more days until this, so many more days until that. Um, you know, it, it can be something that's easy to slip into, especially for uh, youth. There's only so many more days of school until Christmas, or there's only so many more days until I'm ordained a priest, and then I don't have to deal with seminary. And then you're wishing you're back in seminary. Anyway, um, yeah. So, but uh, I think the important thing for this Advent, for everyone, myself included, is taking each day one step at a time, taking each day and um, taking that opportunity, that forced opportunity times of prayer. Um, you know, it, it's easy sometimes for me to pray because it's kind of built into my schedule. Every day I have mass at 8 a.m. and it's just kind of there. It's a part of my routine. But then I think for people who also can't either get to church or um, are, are not going to church during the week, which is fine, uh, you know, taking an opportunity each day, each day, like we're supposed to, but really devoting that time in prayer, whether it's listening to us read through the gospel of Luke with you, um, or if it's uh, taking time to just read the scripture yourself or sit down with some sort of um, uh, reflection. There's some great reflections out there, and Father Mike Schmidt is a great one that you can find some great reflections on and other people like that. But just taking that opportunity each and every day and making it real in that moment, because it's so easy for us to, even in this pandemic, slip by and realize, wow, where did the week go? You know, or where did the weekend go more so than next on Monday, you have to go back to work. So taking each day and making a deliberate decision to stay in prayer and be there. All right, good. Uh, Brother Barnabas, I'll let you go next because I know you have to cut out here soon. I'm going to keep this simple and practical. I already said it. I'll say it again. Uh, I think you should read. He leadeth me. It's uh, it's really good. It doesn't exactly have to do with Advent, but it has to do with surrender, which I think personally is a big theme of Advent. Surrender to letting the Lord be born in your life. He leadeth me. Father Walter Chizak, who Father Walter is from Lancaster, PA, so he's a local boy, at least PA boy. PA boy. Jesse, what about you? I would say uh, my kind of goal every event is authentic, sincere love. I think uh, that's what the, the world desires. Um, I think that uh, we, we have a culture that, you know, love and gifts are shown as like, buy this $25 gift card for somebody, get $5 for yourself. There's always a kickback. And uh, I think the world's desire is sincere, authentic love. So, and then also just what you spend time with, what, what you spend time with is what you love. So, you know, instead of buying the $20 gift mm. card for somebody, spend two hours with them. Um, go spend time with somebody, uh, show them really what it's about. So that would be my event takeaway. Great. AJ? I always go back to St. John the Baptist. You know, he's the voice in the desert crying, prepare you the way the Lord. I learned that in those ancient times, they would repave roads if a king was going to go through to make it easy for his transport. Um, so I just think about in our hearts, like what's in the way, like let's fill in those valleys, let's tear down those mountains and let 
that let Jesus into your heart. So I just think about like Isaiah, like that whole book is just about preparing the way for the Messiah. So for those curvy roads in our hearts, for those valleys that we get tripped up in with those mountains we get stuck on, get rid of those. Like what is keeping me from Jesus? So that's what I'm, that's what I'll be focusing on this Advent. Good. And you know, what I'll be focusing on is, uh, our, I'm going to, this is going to be a plug for, for us. We're doing a, uh, gospel of Luke reflection every single day, um, for all of Advent up until Christmas. So, um, I think that if I was going to recommend anything to anybody, it would be to go over to YouTube and check out Encounter Mercy or Facebook Encounter Mercy, and you can find those reflections. And all five of us are on that. Uh, we're each taking different chapters and um, spl- splitting it up, reading the gospel, and then reflecting uh, on the gospel that we had just read. And they're quick, anywhere from six to 15 minutes long, and you can listen at any time. So go on over to YouTube or Facebook uh, to listen to those and just look up Encounter Mercy and you'll find those. So with that said, guys, thanks for uh, for joining us tonight. We really appreciate it. And um, we're going to get going here. So uh, I hope that everyone has a good rest of your Advent. Uh, make sure you go over to EncounterMercy.com. Oh, that's also another place where you can go EncounterMercy.com slash Advent uh, to find the recordings that, that we are doing for the gospel of Luke. Uh, so with that said, make sure you subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already done so, and we will see you next time.